previously on Codename Superforce. Our team of superpowered agents, Vox, the Russian who turns light into sonic blasts, Rotom, the bionic French racer who rolls on orbs, Vicus, the American gunslinger with trick bullets, Draco, the Chinese flyer who breathes fire, and their British leader, Diem, who manipulates time, unexpectedly crashed while soaring over the Sahara Desert. Barely surviving, Superforce uncovers a fleet of strange drones beneath the sand, as well as the imprisoned technopath, Mr. Matrix. Not long after, the agents of Codename Superforce find themselves imprisoned in a secret base where they are interrogated by UN investigator Gerald Mobius. Of the many accusations he's brought against Superforce, perhaps the most unnerving is the possibility their leader Amelia, aka Agent Diem, has been lying to them from the very beginning. You're lost, Amelia, and Mum will never let you hear the end of it. Come on, girl, think. Marble Art Station on Oxford Street. You've been there, and you're a student at Oxford for Pete's sake. Oh, hello there, Moggy. You're so precious. And you're shivering. Well, that won't do now, will it? I haven't a clue if critters are allowed in the shelter, but as long as you're not a spy, you don't work for evil Mr. Adolf, do you? Ugh, I suppose that'll be good enough. Let's just slip you inside my <laughs> coat. Aw, oh, there you go. And I suppose your perfume will work rather nicely if any of these gents try to get frisky down there in the dark. Here! I'm here, Mom! It's me, Mom! Now go! Go to the bomb shelter! I'll f- Supersonic Pod Comics presents Codename Superforce Number Four, According to Diem, by J.S. Earls, with Jessica Walsh. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. My friends, yesterday, on June 4th, 1944, Rome fell to American and Allied troops. The first of the Axis capitals is now in our hands. One up and two to go. It is perhaps significant that the first of these capitals to fall should have the longest history of all of them. The story of Rome goes back to the time of the foundations of our civilization. 
we can still see there monuments of the time when Rome and the Romans controlled the whole of the then known world. That too is significant. For the United Nations are determined that in the future, no one city and no one race will be able to control the whole of the world. Albert, I was listening to that. Uh, you are still young, Amelia. Uh, you need uh, the music, uh, the dancing, uh, not the ramblings of the old men. Oh, my dear Dr. Einstein, I would hardly call what you do rambling. Now this, this I can work with. Grumbling, perhaps, but never ever rambling. <laughs> you, my Amelia, are far too clever, but not too clever for me. Now, please, adjust the dial on the device, and we will make you the first woman to travel through time. Oh, my. Well, that was an exhilarating six seconds. Six seconds? You have been gone for two whole days. You think I could hobble all the way over to the radio? Change the channels and tune it in in six seconds and fly in the name of Johannes Christus Thomas Wolfgangus Theophilus Mozart. What I choose to listen to this rubbish. That is what my new assistant Jeffrey likes. Oh, um, oh, um, uh, yes, Miss Welby, uh, it, it's a pleasure, a right pleasure. Two days? But. We only set the dials for six seconds. Well, I'm no rocket scientist, but... uh, Oh, wait! I just lost two days of my life. I hardly think this is a time to be joking. Especially at my expense. She's got you there, Doc. Yes, Amelia. Our calculations were off, but uh, the test was a success. And now, uh, now you simply need to remove the device and we shall... I can't! Um, is that a bomb? No, Jeffrey. But it is a countdown. So we must get it all of Amelia immediately. I'm trying, Albert. It's like some other force is keeping these blasted latches locked. Albert? It has to be something we didn't consider. Uh, zinc, Albert, zinc, zinc. Uh, based on time are pliable, uh, and they react to matter and energy by warping and bending, expanding and contracting. But what is the nature of this matter? And this energy has caused our miscalculations. Clearly, the conversion rates are off, but... It has to be something more. Something, um, gravitational? Perhaps biological? Perhaps. I... I think it's about to activate again. The quantum waves? You can feel them? I feel these rising fluctuations. It must be more intertwined with your biology than we theorized. Or perhaps it is your biology. Perhaps it is you. Albert? We'll be here, Amelia. And two days we'll be waiting. Well, Jeffrey probably won't, but I will. (laughs) Just another silly girl. Yeah, just another brave and brilliant young woman. 
a dime a dozen, to be sure. I will be here, Milia, and we will work this out. Whoa! Far out, man! Well, that was a little easier. A little. Hello, Cosmic Visitor. Welcome to our planet. We call this Earth. What? Oh, you're not Albert Einstein. No, I am Vinnie Keen, sound engineer supreme. Welcome to my humble studio. I am not an extraterrestrial being. I am a time traveler. So please, stop talking to me like that. (laughs) Right on, baby. Right on. Oh, not again. Whoa! Is that a metronome from the future? No, that means I haven't got much time. So listen, I need to use a phone to call Dr. Einstein. Do you have any idea as to his current whereabouts? Oh man, that, uh, that's heavy, man. Uh, I guess, I don't know, with the spirit in the sky? Excuse me? What? He's dead, I think. He died like 20 years ago. Albert's... dead? No. No, no, no. I... I have to get this device off of me. Or... I have to destroy it. Quickly, do you have any tools? Yeah, yeah. Wait. No. I let the maintenance dude use them and... Now that I think about it... I literally don't have time. Is there anything else? Uh... I got these killer drumsticks. Too weak. Anything harder? Anything stronger? Uh, a drum key? But I don't know if it's... Oh, man. Yes. I feel it. You're beaming out. Till the end of time Through the open door 
Hello? Hello? So apparently there's no music in the future. Or any lights for that matter? Well, I suppose I don't need lights to figure out how to get this blasted contraption, which still won't unlock off of me. Now then, focus, Amelia. Your mind and body can't take much more of this. Be present. <gasps> That's it! It's me! I'm the anomaly! The device, and perhaps space-time itself, is finding so difficult to reconcile. It's my being, the thermal energy from my body, the electricity coursing through my nerves and brain, the chemical energy from the eggs, fried bread and mushrooms I had for breakfast. I... I need to focus. Be still. Be calm. To be present. United Nations Security. Keep your hands where we can see them and move away from that object. With pleasure. My days of toying with time are done. So, Amelia, how does it feel? The chair? Surprisingly firm. Knowing you, I half expected you to try the old one chair leg shorter than the others bit. To keep me off balance, as it were. I'm not talking about the chair, Amelia. Not so easy to shave the bottom of a metal chair leg. Although, it is hard to tell in this lighting. Perhaps you did try to. I'm not talking about the stupid chair. The table, then. Because the table does indeed seem to be a wee bit on the wobbly side. As observant as ever. Very good. Yes, the table is wobbly. I'll have our custodian get right on that after we're done here. But first, let me rephrase the question. How did Draco take it when you told her you were erasing her memories? What? No clever comeback? No more HDTV advice about how we might spruce up the interrogation room? I didn't. I I'm, I'm sorry? I'm sorry? You, you didn't what? Are you saying that you weren't the one using time powers to erase her memories while she slept? Or, or are you saying you weren't the one who told her? You already spoke with Mr. Matrix. You know the answer to that. Well, I was interested in your take out in the incident, but yes, Norman said Draco didn't take it very well. Is it true? Excuse me? Did you, what my mind, erase my memory? Who? I told her. I... I stumbled across some of Dr. Griffin's notes when I was searching for a way out of that pit. And I know this probably isn't the right time, but I did want to thank you both for rescuing me. So I suppose I will go back over there now and help repair the origin. Okay. I am going. Goodbye. Lee, Draco, please let me- I have a husband and a daughter, and you, you steal them from my mind. Listen, you may not believe me, and you may not believe what I'm about to tell you, but I swear to you, on my family's grave, it's true. I know your government said you almost died in a tsunami, which is partially true, but it wasn't in China. There hasn't been a tsunami in China since 1670. 
the tsunami in question actually struck Osaka. Why would I be in Japan? Because you were a Chinese spy. I still am a Chinese secret agent. Yes, but according to numerous sources, you fell in love with a scientist you were sent to spy on. You married him and gave birth to a beautiful baby girl with special needs. She's the one who discovered Injaru. It does not fit. No box. This one goes here, and that one, that goes there. When the tsunami hit, you were separated from your family and sustained a serious head injury that resulted in amnesia. Unfortunately, you were found by your Chinese handler and returned to China. MSS was happy to have you back and so were your parents and grandparents. So, you think because I have the amnesia before, it's okay to give me amnesia again? You were asking so many questions and Griffin was growing concerned. He is not a good man, Lee. He wanted me to kill you. How's this? Would it help if we push? Hmm? It might. Vickers, may I suggest that you... On second thought, it can wait. Once we repair the origin, I promise you, we will take you to... No! I can fly! I take it myself! I don't trust you, Amelia! I want to see my family! Not you! Shameful. You wanted to know how I felt? Well, there it is. I felt ashamed. The way you should feel for the lies you told my team. Do you remember when you first showed me how to use the time device? What on earth? You remember, you had me hold out my hand like this. Then you put your hand on mine. That's right. Just like that. Oh, Yes, and then I... That was quite a gamble. I'm not wearing my suit, and even Dr. Griffin doesn't know just how much of the device's power my body has. You're my grandmother. Have you gone mad? <laughs> I wanted to tell you so many times, but that's not important. What is important is this. You were working as a double agent to keep tabs on Griffin and try to uncover more about the Masters. I know Griffin's people doctored the footage I showed Vox, that you were on a solo mission in Australia when Alexki was murdered, and I know Griffin's people were responsible for crippling Rotan. Then why this charade? For our on-scene observer. Yes, one of the masters. The one who caught me. The same way he caught Superforce after Draco left. A concussive EMP warhead? Well, I woke up here the same way you woke up here, except... They didn't surgically implant bombs into your heart yet. Oh, Gerald. It's, it's okay. It's what everyone signs up for at the UN. Find their time-traveling grannies and fight off alien invasions. What? What can I do? For me, there isn't anything you can do. When this time bubble bursts, I figure I've got 10 to 20 seconds max before they activate the explosive. I've seen it. Not pretty. But won't the one in the room... Well, from what I gather, the Masters are all about the survival of the many. They sacrifice a few, or one, without a second thought. Especially if they can take out two human leaders. Then... this is the end. Well, only for me. I know we probably only have a few seconds left, so let's carefully get up. And make our way... Over to the door. Don't let go, Gerald. I can feel my bubble weakening. Don't get any funny ideas. 
I'm not saving you from this room just to blow you up in the hallway. I'm serious. Mr. Matrix and I have it all planned. Matrix. I know, I know, but he snuck this self-replicating microbot, Rover, I think he called him, into my room. That's how we've been communicating. Here. Good. Now let it crawl into your ear. All right. Oh, ew. They attach to your mind and create a mental communication network with the others. Matrix should have gotten them their rovers by now. So listen, you have to hurry. I recorded directions on the rover network that'll guide everyone out of here and up to the surface. Underwater? Or underground? Water. Old techno-terrorist base off the coast of Rome. I helped bust it a few months ago, so I knew it immediately. I, I can't sustain it much longer. Then go now. <sighs> Grandma. While there's still a world left to save. Codename Superforce was created and produced by J.S. Earls. According to Diem, written by J.S. Earls with Jessica Walsh. Starring Jessica Walsh as Diem, Austin Janowski as Mobius, Jedna Chan as Draco, Josiah Crandall as Mr. Matrix and Jeffrey, Matt Kennedy as Vox, Sarah Baxley as Rotom, Francisco Ruiz as Vicus, Trista Shea as Amelia's mother. Steve McDonald as Vinnie Keene and Albert Einstein. Narrated by Nathan James Norman. If you're enjoying our podcast, please rate and review Supersonic Pod Comics on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. If you'd like to chat with our wonderful cast and crew, please join the Supersonic Pod Comics group on Facebook. As always, heartfelt thanks go out to Tommy Platt of Sublime Guitars and to our incredibly kind and committed supporters on patreon.com slash supersonicpodcomics. Codename Superforce is a production of Supersonic Pod Comics. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.